Good morning, everyone. Welcome to 3Q, New Mexico's premier business podcast. I am your host, Pam Myers, with Pam Myers Social Media, and my wonderful co-host is the fabulous Erica Yocum with Virtual Personal Assistant. And, <laughs> and our guest this morning is Michelle Mirabal. Michelle is the owner of Third Soul Events. She does events all around the country um, and has been in business since 2006. Welcome, Michelle. That's, you have a great resume and a great website. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me this morning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're delighted to be able to talk to you. Now, I had recently met you when you were producing um, an event here in Albuquerque. Yes. Yes. Foxy Festival. Foxy Fest. Yes, yes. Um, and which was great fun. It was super well attended. So, yeah, great event. Thank you. How did you ever get into event planning? You know that I'm always the planner in the family, so I was just always given tasks, and it, it's it's innate. But then finally, I think in 2005, six around there, I started thinking, what if I did this professionally? I think there's you know there's you know a need for this. So I had partnered with a couple of business partners at the time, and then they had to move on, and they had no compete clauses in their contracts with their primary jobs. So I did a part time. Throughout and then about, I would say close to four years ago, I I was working with a mentor and she says, why don't you just do this full time? I mean, it's your passion, it's what you love and took the plunge and best risk and I've ever taken ever. Oh, good. good. So four years ago, that means just before scorched earth and events are shut down and all of that. So that must have been like a, hey, I'm going to do my thing. Oh crap! I can't do my thing. <laughs> yeah. How did that? I mean, yeah. and it came out the other side. So kudos to you. You obviously you. learned the pivot, whatever that was for you. But um, how did you? How did what? I don't even know. As somebody in planning events, suddenly, what do you do? And, and what do you do? It's all in person, and that's how we engage in events. And um, I had a couple of large events that I finished off right before the pandemic. And then we had one in the books to start during the pandemic, which we postponed. So we went into virtual and a lot of, um, and then the way to pivot was I then, I was doing an event in Austin and they had the coolest photo booth. So I said, that's that's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a photo booth. And everyone needs a photo booth at an event, because even if it's just at home. So that's been a great little um, sidekick that I offer in my services. And then events started picking up again after, I think there was a lot, there was smaller in person, they were doing them very hybrid. So we were being creative on how we were doing them um, half hybrid. We were doing half, you know, in person and following the guidelines and then the other half were virtual. For those that want to be safe. But now we're in full swing. We're definitely in full swing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What, it, what has been, other than the pandemic, <laughs> right, coming in right after you started, um, again, what, what, what has been your biggest challenge? Honestly, the biggest challenge is working with vendors such as hotels. Yeah. They yeah. are taking extremely long to respond for contracts. And I don't know if they're short staffed and they're trying to juggle everything, but I would say it takes at least a month or so just to get a contract. 
So that's been my challenge is usually is working with vendors like that. Wow. Yeah, the slow turnaround. But yeah. other than that, there's not really been any challenges. And do you, um, do have you seen that all over or is that something that you have experienced mostly in New Mexico? Because it is the land of manana. I was just going to say, it's like manana. <laughs> mostly in New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> all other markets. Shocking. I'm shocked. But, you know, they did have a faster turnaround time pre-COVID. Not much faster, but faster. Um, yeah. Other markets are pretty much, they want the business and they, they go and get you the contracts. And here it's like, oh yeah, we'll get back to you. There's one vendor I contacted three weeks ago as a food truck. And they said, yeah, let me check our schedule. I'll let you know when my husband wakes up. And I felt like texting today. Has <laughs> husband awake yet? It's <laughs> three weeks of sleep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So there's a complaint on, on vendors ends and um, the hospitality industry that nobody wants to work. Yet when you try to get them to work, there's not the production on, on their side. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think I, I think one of the big things that the pandemic woke in the, in the service industry is it's not that I don't want to work. It's not, it's that I don't want to work for $3 an hour for tips mm -hmm. and, you know, or I don't want to work for, for below minimum wage because it's some prestige hotel, you know? So I think you're right. There's a, there's a large service industry dearth of people who mm -hmm. I think it, it did wake up a lot of people to just say, Oh, life is short mm -hmm. <laughs> and I right. don't want to work for, yeah, I was shocked. I, I mean, it still seems barbaric to me that, that I was reading the minimum wages in New Mexico that mm -hmm. it's, you know, $3 for, for $2 something for, for people who are tipped. <laughs> and to add to that, I feel that during the pandemic, a lot of folks, you know, were in their own space and they had no time but to think and be creative. And they found their true passions, which maybe is not in the service Good industry. Point. Because yeah. now there's a lot of gig workers where you could find, you know, doing crafting, doing um, a lot of at-home projects, which yeah. is and, and it's, it's you know, passive income for them. Yeah. And she so doesn't what, want to work in their jammies with their dog at their feet. Right. Right. Or their cat. Right. Do you see when when they're when they're um, does the, is the event industry affected by um, the economy in a in a larger scale? I know I'm sure it is. Like you know, everybody's like, oh, they're not thinking about events. But you know, we go through these surges of oh, everything's going to crash. Oh, everything's going to boom. Does that affect your world in a bigger way, or or is it? Do you just stay bobbing on the surface of of all of that? But now it's it's pretty fluid. Great. The first coming out of the pandemic, that's where everyone was scared of how to use their funds. They know they had to use them in some way and looking at their fiscal calendar and how, but very careful because they're not sure, you know, what's going to happen the following year. So now um, in the event world, it seems back to normal, if you will, pre-pandemic in terms of people wanting to use their funds for gatherings again and conferences, networking events, um, board dinners, things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, very cool. And I think you get more done in person. For instance, I was speaking with a development director with a nonprofit yesterday, and he's working remotely um, on the East Coast, but it's so hard to raise money virtually and just on the phone. It's that in-person connection that really helps with the fundraising process. So there's challenges in, in each 
I guess, aspect because fundraising turns into events, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. about that, but you're right. I mean, that's, it, it's much easier to ask people for money face to face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think about fundraising, but yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And you do now third soul, uh, you do all kinds of events. You do corporate and nonprofit fundraising weddings, right? You do, um, what's your, what's your most favorite part of what you do? I'm, <laughs> I think the building the relationships, cause I'm a people person. So I love the talking to people, the getting to know them. And what, once it's showtime for events, it's like, I don't know, everything just falls into place. I love the multitasking, the fast thinking on your feet. So to me, I thrive with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the least though, I will go opposite. The least favorite is difficult clients. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankfully, there's only been very, very few, very mm-hmm. few, mm-hmm. but they make it challenging. Make, yes. <laughs> the rest mm-hmm. is absolutely enjoyable. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, that can in anything that can that can be a big yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. I'm over here thinking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> not my favorite part either. Because <laughs> I used to do a lot more weddings um in the beginning of starting the business. And people would ask, Well, how are the bridezillas? I was like, I actually had a groomzilla. The groomzilla was a nightmare. Oh wow. <laughs> the yeah. bride was like, Ah, oh, this is my second wedding, doesn't matter, but the groom was a oh, groomzilla. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. That's unusual, huh? That's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now my, um, my brain is flying. I'm like, Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Thinking yeah. of what, what they're doing, right. Or what yeah. Doing. Yeah. I was just like, Oh ooh, yeah. 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 I get sucked into those stories all the time. The, the, the bride sent out a bill to all of her bridesmaids, you know, things like that. Like, <gasps> you know, I had a bride one time cause they want it so perfect. The day absolutely perfect. And, was just kind of going over the timeline over and over and over. And I want this. And it was supposed to be a beautiful outdoor courtyard wedding. Well, the bride, for some reason, was two hours late to the wedding, trying to get ready. During that time, all her guests are outside and it starts pouring rain. So she ended up getting married in a hallway of the venue, which was not part of her dream. But, you know, it goes to show that not everything is as you plan. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> there can be, there can commonly be unforeseen circumstances that we cannot control. That, yeah, mm-hmm. and beautiful Mexico weather, it's going to change, <laughs> right? I know it's a, so. I was just saying just a few minutes ago, it was like somebody was talking about how it's all rainy where they are, and I was saying, oh, we had rain here for about thirty-two seconds. Yeah, and then it's then it was dry again, and it wasn't wet down the street. No, or across you know across the way, it was just here. We got thirty-two yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Just on your car, just to dirty it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Isolated windstorm on your car. <laughs> yeah, we had a huge windstorm go through here yesterday. And it, again, you know, like one second, it's fine. Then, yeah. then like your, your patio furniture is in the next door neighbor's yard. And then yeah. everything's all okay again. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't even imagine an outdoor wedding. In oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the time our weather is gorgeous. It's just now. Uh, we have, well, it's um, just, it can be, yeah, it can be change, adaptable. That's why I say in New Mexico, you have to have a hat, sunscreen, a coat, water, <laughs> and, you know, a hand warmer kind of thing all at the same time yeah. in your vehicle at all times and an umbrella. 
and right, not in the wind, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> what, what did, do you have any advice, Michelle, that you would give to someone that is looking to get into your industry here Ooh, in New Mexico? I think to really know the market because, mm -hmm. and, and to build a client base, because I feel that, you know, it sounds fun and it sounds like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be an event planner. But when you really, I think doing your market plan and your strategy and really knowing, you know, setting what your income goals are going to be, because once you go into business for yourself, you, you don't get your regular paycheck every two weeks or whatever that looks like with your benefits, right? right. It's not just added to you. So you have to really be smart with your money mm -hmm. um, and, you know, save because the pandemic happened and it's like, okay, had I not been smart with money and, and save during that, you know, where would I be today? So, cause we went, you know, a couple of years without in-person events, which are much more, um, you, you do better financially with the in-person events than, than the virtual. So that I think really just doing a market plan, do, knowing your market, having a plan in place and not just jumping into it, thinking that it's just, you know, this fun thing. You really got to do your research in that. And yeah, I'm not going to the event. You're yes. planning the event. So it's quite different. Right. Exactly. Because people do see the outside of, oh, it was perfect. But you don't know everything that happened in the background. You don't know how the microphones went out and how they ran out of food and how they air conditioning went out, you know, there's all these things that nobody else knows about. Right. So I feel too, and I'm always open to people um, working with me in an event, just kind of learning and really getting their hands dirty in it because it's not just the face of like, ta-da, here's the event. No, you're moving tables and you're doing whatever it takes to get dirty and make the event look good as well, you know? And mm -hmm. I don't put that on any of my um, staff. I'm fully hands-on because it's my brand, it's my name, and it's gotta be executed professionally and right you know right right yeah right. yeah and, and i think it's wise um it, it's wise to work for either a hotel or another event planner to get your experience because you just can't say oh this is going to be a fun job and jump out there and do it it takes experience you need to know how to negotiate those contracts you need to yeah. know a yeah. gazillion things that that you don't even realize right so absolutely and that's a good point on the contracts there's an, an amazing um business lawyer here that i i um work with and just going over the language in your contracts is so important because thankfully there's never been a problem but doing large-scale events i've done the albuquerque wine festival and that's a three-day event over forty thousand people so there's liability involved um, so you got to make sure your language on, you know, it's not just, oh, I'm just going to plan this little party. You don't know what's going to happen at that little party where you're liable. So yes. making sure that you're covering your bases legally too, and, and making sure the language is correct on your contracts. Yeah. 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 So important. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, how about advice to people looking for an event planner? Would you? <laughs> yes, yes. Because because Michelle has experience and you want experience when it comes to hiring an event planner. So yes, you can find Michelle at thirdsoulevents.com. Yeah. It's a beautiful website, by the way. I want to give a shout out to Thank that. You. It's very and so I'm very judgmental, having built many and, and looked at many, many websites. And so I'm judgmental. If I look, if you if you come off a certain way and then your website is like 
you know, in some kind of, yeah, I get, I'm, I'm very judgmental. Yours is beautiful. Yeah. I appreciate that because I did it myself and I don't have any background. Great in job. It. Great but job. I want to learn this and I, I don't, I want to keep as much in-house as possible. So it's my voice projecting in my style. Cause I noticed I had hired some um, marketing uh, folks and it just wasn't my voice. So now I try to keep everything in house where I, and I learn along the way, which is important. Right. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. Learning is always good. Oh, oh a candy bar. You have a, that's cute. Candy bar. Get it. Uh, that's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So go, go check out her site. It's very, very cool. Yep. Yep. Third, third soul events.com. And thank you, Michelle, for being the guest on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. May I, may I add our Foxy festivals coming up? Yes, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Give a shout out. So our Foxy festivals is supporting our LGBTQ plus communities. We have one that will be at hotel Zaz on August 6th. And that's a hair fashion show along with inspire salon and Aveda Institute. And we're going to go through decades and we're going to have DJ Galaxy. So get your tickets. You can find them on our website. And that's a pool party on a Sunday fun day. And then we have our Tico Time Camping Festival, August 18th through 20th. And that's at Tico Time. And that's uh, near between Farmington and Colorado. That's going to be insane. DJs, fire dancers, camping, all kinds of games, paddle boarding, zip lining. So all these tickets could be found at thirdsoulevents.com under Foxy Festival. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That sounds so exciting. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Happy 4th, everyone. <laughs>